Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week 7, day 2 of our study of 2 Corinthians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2 Corinthians 9, 6-9. through well, Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join us as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. We're reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And, and that scripture right there, I think every televangelist in existence has used that passage at, at the, the beginning of whatever their big money grab is. And, and I, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Not every person who is a televangelist, who's on TV, who's, who's preaching the gospel, they're not all, uh, they're not all money loving shysters. Um, not all of them, right? I heard a lawyer one time uh, say, you know, don't don't judge all lawyers by the the ninety eight point five percent of the bad ones, right? Uh, but uh, you know, it's like um, don't don't judge all televangelists by the ninety nine percent of the bad ones. <laughs> that's the that's the joke there, right? Okay, you get what I'm saying. You get, you get what I'm saying. You've seen these people. You've seen this stuff. Uh, you've known people's elderly parents who've gotten just built for everything, tons of money on recurring credit card charges that they've strapped them with. I mean, the stories are endless and they're so terrible. I hate it. I hate it. Um, and, and then the lavish lifestyles that are to be lived off of those kinds of donations. I, I just, I, I can't stand that stuff. And this is the passage. This is one of the passages that it always comes back to. And, and the thing about it is this is such a true thing. This is such a true thing, right? You, you, you so, I mean, okay, so the, the analogy here is to ag agrarian farming, right? And, and sowing, right, is when you, you're not necessarily planting the seeds. Nowadays, we, when we sow seeds, we're actually, we have machines that plant them in the ground and things like that. And, um, a, a lot more high tech essentially. But back in the day, like if you're sowing seed, you got your bag of seed, taking them in your hand, you're just kind of, you know, kind of getting them in there and, and, and throwing them out. If you live in a climate like I do, where you have to reseed, you know, your grass every so often, you can put it in your, your seeding machine or your, you know, your, your uh, little push thing that you can fertilize with. But a lot of times if you're doing spot seeding on, on dry spots, you take some seed in your hand, you just kind of throw it out there and, you, and you're sowing the seeds. Um, you know, that's what they do. And so if you're like, ah, uh, you know, going down the row and it's like taking one seed and dropping in one seed and dropping and, you know, just, just a little bit, right. A lot of those just, and this is just a law of averages. A lot of those seeds are not going to, you know, take seed. Jesus talks about, you know, some get fall on the path and the birds come and take them and some get quenched out and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, you got to, you don't know where exactly the good soil is, especially back then. You don't have all the equipment to test, you know, the nutrients and moisture content and all, all this kind of stuff. 
And so the farmer, they don't know which is exactly the, the good soil. And so you just got to sow a bunch of seed in a bunch of different places to find where the really good spots are. Now, again, we're much more high tech than that now, but you, you understand the analogy here is, is about sowing the seed. And so the, the less seed you sow, the less harvest you're going to have. And then to a certain extent, right? Um, don't, don't think it's not like you take a big ball of seed and drop it in one place. Well, all of the, if they all grew up right there. They're going to, they're going to choke each other out anyway. And so you, you have diminishing returns, but the idea is, is here. If you, if you sow generously into a lot of different places in a lot of different ways, uh, you reap more generously, or if you reap, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly, you don't get much of a harvest. And so the analogy here, you know, is, is very true about giving. And this is not, this is, this is where like the, the sowing of the literal seed into the ground is just a, a, a fact of nature, right? It's just the, the fact of how plants and, and fruits and vegetables and all that kind of stuff works. Where it breaks down is sowing money. Um, you know, you can look at this from kind of the human perspective of I scratch your back, you scratch mine, right? And that's where most people think about giving money or helping people out is they're kind of expecting something in return. And that's very different from what Paul is talking about here. And that's very different than the Christian ethic of giving, and, and sowing and, and donating money. Very, very different. Very different than what Paul is asking uh, and what he's talking about here. We're not talking about giving to get. We're talking about just giving freely because, because freely we have received. So this is not giving so that the, the people in Jerusalem can one day kind of pay them back or anything like that. This is not a loan. Nothing like that. That's not the point of this. The, the reaping of the harvest, this is where this supernatural thing comes in because we can give and the money that we give that flows out of us, the Lord replaces it. The Lord does stuff. And this is where it gets really kind of funny and supernatural and cool. I mean, I know so many people with so many cool stories about how they've given and the Lord has done this with exactly the same amount of money. Um, you know, like, like where the Lord just comes through with the exact dollar figure where the Lord just does amazing things. And I bet so many of you have got your own stores. If you've got those kinds of stores, I would love to hear them. Email me, send an email to me at darrenhabs.com or my contact information is in the show notes and descriptions. I would love to hear some of the stories of how the Lord has provided for you and come through for you. Um, I think those, those kinds of stories are so cool and so encouraging, um, because one of the things that the Lord does, I mean, I've just heard so many stories where it's like, I mean, to the dollar, to the cent, the Lord comes through. You've, you've given, you've, you've blessed other people, you've sown into things, and then you find yourself in need. And it has nothing to do with those people or that situation that you've given to, but you find yourself in this situation where you're in need. And then the Lord meets that dollar figure, like sometimes to the dollar, to the, the red cent. The Lord does that stuff. He's good at that stuff. And it, it blows our minds because it's like, holy cow, you see me, you know me, you hear me. I, I love that stuff. I love that stuff. And he really does that stuff. And so this cannot be discounted or discredited just because a whole bunch of uh, bad actors use these verses 
uh, to line their pockets and get themselves fancy rides to different places. Okay, verse 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Yes, like we don't want to, you know, begrudgingly give and we don't want to do it under compulsion because it's like, oh, everyone else is looking. So drop some money. We don't want to do that. We want to we want to give with a cheerful heart. Because we, we want to connect our giving to the sacrifice of Jesus. Because when we connect our giving to the sacrifice of Jesus, it's like, yes, everything I have is yours, Jesus, because of what you've done for me. Everything can flow from that place of cheerfulness when we do it in that way. Verse 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly. So then all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. That's uh, from the book of Psalms. He's quoting there. And and, and so he's, he's making the point and tying this back to the Old Testament that this is not just some kind of New Testament thing. This is how we were always commanded to live is that we have freely, again, like and, and when it says when you freely scattered, it's it's alluding to this idea of sowing the seed, right? And that it's not just oh, okay, I'll give this one time or whatever. It's like we want to be a people that are open to this. Um, we have got uh, Christians have we have made machines around this, and I'm saying and I'm not saying that in a bad bad way. Like that's a good thing. We have made machines for this. We have industrialized uh, charity work in the 21st century, 20th and 21st century Christianity. We have, you know, large institutions, large organizations, large foundations that people donate to and that they go out and they do these kinds of things. I think those are good things. I think those are awesome things. Find those things and give to those things. Those are amazing. Now again, yes, and occasionally bad actors get in there and different things happen, but generally speaking, those organizations, they're doing amazing work. They're doing good work. Um, I, th- I think that is a good thing that we have uh, built those institutions. Uh, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't or can't give to individual poor people, but I think in a lot of ways, like we've, we've done a lot of good things as a, a church community worldwide to uh, try and be as as efficient as possible in doing something that's inefficient. Giving money away is not an efficient thing to do. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense on any business business scale, right? There's there's no way in which giving money away makes any sense other than the supernatural component that comes in, because the Lord He comes in and He blesses. He blesses us, right? We will like he says, abound in every good work and we will have more than enough for, for what we need. He's blessed us. And that when we do this, and this is the powerful thing that we end on here in this passage from the book of Psalms, is that our righteousness endures forever. And what we're talking about here is, you know, Jesus tells his disciples, he's like, when you do something as small as giving a cup of cold water to someone who needs it, like that's a very small act. It's like someone just needs a cup of cold. You give them a cup of cold water and you refresh them. Oh, thank you. Right. It's, it's a small thing. That's a small thing. And Jesus says, you do that. 
and I remember it and forever. It's written in the annals of eternity and I will reward you for it in eternity with, with rewards that never go away. They never, they never rot. They never wear out. He says that about if, if you give a cup of cold water. So he's saying, you know, when his people scatter their wealth to the, they give gifts to the poor freely as if they're sowing them. He says their righteousness in these acts, it endures forever. Okay, that's not a cute euphemism for something. That's for real. That is absolutely literal and for real. Everything that we give, from the smallest to the greatest gift, the Lord remembers those things for eternity. They will be memorialized in some way in eternity forever. Think about that. Jesus tells stories about how we can exchange our money in this life for rewards in eternity that never go away. That is so powerful. That is one of the ways where we become so heavenly minded that we are of the most earthly good. When we understand the exchange rate of eternity. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.